Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to another edition of Alternative News brought to you by Romina Betsin and Andrew Irving from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament produced at the community radio station 3CR. Today we will speak about the West Bank settlements and the two-state solution, refugee and the High Court recent decision, freeing Julian Assange. Over the last 70 years, Israel has had many successes at the expense of the Palestinian people. But the one success that is most remarkable is getting Palestinians and the world to buy into the belief that the occupation of Palestine began in 1967. So the solution to the Palestinian question is what is known as the two-state solution based on the borders at this time. It has become completely acceptable to disregard the fact that the vast majority of Palestine has been occupied since 1948 by the Israeli state. Mentioning the ethnic cleansing of Palestinian people and the taking over and eradication of Palestinian towns, villages, mosques, churches, schools, businesses, farms, land and homes is now considered radical and anti-Semitic propaganda. 49 years of occupation is the claim one hears over and over again. People believe the 50th anniversary of occupation is upon us. When you add 49 to the year of 1948, you won't come up with 2016, but rather 1998. There is almost a complete disregard by the international community of the crimes committed by the Zionists in Israel between 1948 and 1967. The deleting of the fact that these were years marked by dispossession, massacres and unspeakable abuse of human rights by Israel is a truly impressive magic trick. Two small areas within Palestine that were drawn by Israel were left out of the boundaries of Israel in 1948, that is the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. Both now have become recognised as the state of Palestine. But that is not all. Not a single inch of the West Bank or the Gaza Strip is under Palestinian sovereignty. All of Palestine, from the river to the sea, is controlled by Israel. But even these boundaries are not fixed. Israel continues to take away the little that is left of Palestinian life. There is no Palestinian state. There is no two-state solution. There is no West Bank and there is not a single inch of Palestinian sovereignty anywhere in Palestine. All we see on a map is what used to be the West Bank, an area that Israel created in 1948 and then eliminated in 1967, and the Gaza Strip, which exists only as a concentration camp in which Israel is allowed to continue to commit genocide. Israelis who live on Palestinian land that was stolen in 1948 like to see themselves as authentic Israelis, not settlers. Settlers are those other Israelis who live on lands 
that were stolen from Palestine after 1967. But what is the difference? All of Palestine was stolen by force. And with very few exceptions, all Israeli cities and towns, villages and farms were built on land that was stolen, which makes them all illegal settlements. Between 1948 and 1967, Israel gained legitimacy by committing horrendous crimes and creating what they call facts on the ground. The 1967 conquest of the West Bank and Gaza, in which Israel completed the occupation of Palestine, shifted the focus from the territories Israel occupied in 1948 to the newly occupied territories. The international diplomatic cause is fully aware of what is taking place in Palestine. The CIA and the US State Department are fully aware of every trick and every crime committed by the Israelis. Each and every US administration, as well as the European governments, have been complicit in the crimes committed by Israel. However, it is time for the rest of the world to wake up and end the illusion. The illusion that Israel has legitimacy, the illusion that Israel is somehow the answer to the Holocaust and to anti-Semitism, and the illusion that some parts of Palestine are occupied while others are not. The current mainstream media doesn't give us the information or the analysis we need to know what is going on in Palestine and Israel or the understanding that the United States' role maintains this indefensible status quo. If the mainstream media give the full extent of state and settler violence against Palestinians, extrajudicial killings, arbitrary detention, particularly of children, anti-democratic legislation and other human rights abuses it will become impossible to deny the basic humanity of the Palestinian people. Freeing Julian Assange John Pilger recently has written an article on Julian Assange. He says he believes that this is the last chapter and Assange is now closer to justice and vindication and perhaps freedom. The United Nations Working Group on Arbitrary Detention, an international tribunal that decides whether governments comply with their human rights obligations, has ruled that Julian Assange has been detained unlawfully by Britain and Sweden. Julian and his supporters have been fighting the last five years to clear his name. Julian has still not been charged with any crime. The UN Working Group bases its judgments on the European Convention on Human Rights and three other treaties that are binding on all its signators. Both Britain and Sweden participated in the 19-month-long UN investigation and submitted evidence and defended their position before the tribunal. It would fly contemptuously into the face of international law if they did not comply with the judgment and allow Assange to leave refuge granted by the Ecuadorian government in its London embassy. The Assange case has never been primarily about allegations of sexual misconduct in Sweden, where the Stockholm chief prosecutor, Eva Finn, dismissed the case saying she didn't believe there is any reason to suspect that he had committed rape. Also, one of the women involved accused the police of fabricating evidence 
and railroading her. She protested and said that she did not want to accuse Julian of anything. Then, a second prosecutor mysteriously reopened the case after political intervention, then delayed it. The Assange case is dominated by Washington, who is obsessed with pursuing and prosecuting whistleblowers especially Assange, for having exposed in WikiLeaks US capital crimes in Afghanistan and Iraq, the wholesale killing of civilians and a contempt for sovereignty and international law. Obama has prosecuted more whistleblowers than all other previous US presidents combined. According to the documents released by Edward Snowden, Assange is on a manhunt target list. Vice President Joe Biden has called him a cyber terrorist. Refugee outrage. There is no doubt that Turnbull is backing the full reactionary agenda inherited from Abbott. Australians have been confronted by the determination of the coalition government to send 260 asylum seekers back to its notorious refugee detention camp on Nauru. Among the 260 are 72 children, including 37 babies born in Australia. A 24-year-old Iranian woman who was also allegedly raped on Nauru. Turnbull is unmoved and is sticking to the line about seeking to prevent deaths at sea and destroying people smugglers' business model. The public has been flooded with stories and claims about the success of Abbott's Stop the Boat policy, which includes mandatory detention and offshore processing. This policy means that refugees in detention will be punished and humiliated as a deterrent to others others seeking a safe, secure environment for themselves and their families. Despite the persistent efforts of the federal government to keep a lead on the realities on Manus Island and Nauru, including a ban on the media, the horror stories just keep on coming. The latest reports of sexual assault and other abuse can be added to the pile, but the impact on the health and mental well-being of detainees is worsening. High Court Decision A High Court ruling on the legality of the offshore detention has reinforced the federal government's Fortress Australia mentality but it has shaken many others and promoted them to speak out. The United Nations has long noted the illegality of Australia's detention regime and has come out against the prospects opened up by the High Court decision. In a series of social media posts, the UN's Human Rights Division has urged Australia not to transfer 267 people to Nauru. Australia's policy on the treatment of migrants and asylum seekers arriving without prior authorization significantly contravenes the letter and spirit of international human rights law. Professor Gillian Triggs, president of the Australian Human Rights Commission, was moved by a report from a commission team that visited many of those facing removal from the Wickham Point Centre near Darwin back to Nauru. They reported that they had never encountered a more traumatized group of children. This trauma will continue to get worse because of the constant threat that they will be going back to Nauru. 
the likely return of the refugees has prompted a flood of protest and solidarity in the community. Protests are taking place in several centres across Australia. Events called at short notice last week were well attended and determination to fight the government over their anti-refugee stance was evident. We support the call by the Anglican Dean of Brisbane, Peter Catt, who has offered sanctuary for the refugees in Brisbane's 115-year-old cathedral. Dr. Catt said this fundamentally goes against our faith, so our church is compelled to act despite the possibility of individual penalties against us. At least 10 churches across Australia have taken a similar stance. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews and South Australia Premier Jay Weatherall, also the Queensland Premier Anastasia Pelosi, have called on the federal government to let the refugees stay in Australia. ACT Chief Minister Andrew Barr has joined their pledge to take more asylum seekers. Manus Island and Nauru won't be fixed. The whole punitive concept behind offshore processing and detention cannot be concealed, made legal or facilities livable. The Australian government needs to act more humane way with policies towards asylum seekers and refugees, which meets our obligations under the UN conventions. Whether Erdogan will invade Syria. Turkey's link with the Syrian rebels has been severely weakened by the collapse of the Geneva talks and the advances of Syrian regime forces from the north to Aleppo with the support of Russian air power. Dramatic developments are taking place in the Azaz Jarablus corridor, which served as a lifeline for Syrian rebels backed by Turkey, Saudi Arabia and Qatar, and also more or less for those endorsed by the United States. The fighting there is not only depriving Turkey of its most prized power in Syria, but also triggering a massive migration of Syrian refugees to the Turkish border fleeing the current fighting zone. Turkey is already under strain due to some 2.5 million refugees. It is now faced with tens of thousands of potential newcomers. Ankara has repeatedly declared any Kurdish people's protection units moved to the west of the Euphrates River as a red line violation and Erdogan has said that Turkey is determined to act against such violations. Yet that red line has been breached and perhaps a effectively erased, as was the case with previous Turkish lines drawn to block Kurdish ambitions in the region. There are sufficient reasons for Erdogan to send Turkish ground troops into Syria, particularly to Aleppo. Also, this could be some kind of test to both Russia's commitment to the Syrian regime and NATO's determination to support the Syrian opposition. More on this next week. Thank you for listening to Alternative News brought to you from the community radio station 3CR. Our telephone number at Trades Hall is 9663-3677 and our email address is peacecentre at cicd.org.au. I'm Romina Betson and Andrew Irving. Looking forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. 
For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.